We, uh, I don't know if you were here two weeks ago when Ewan was here, and uh, there was just a sense of um, actually the power of God working in us and through us, and the, even demons listening to the name of Jesus. And uh, we've had them in our house for two weeks, and man, they just shared story upon story upon story of uh, how uh, deliverance took place in their congregations. And he said, but the thing that excites him is not just the fact that God is using him. He says, the fact that there's so much power in, uh, in, in just even the name of Jesus, that, that he was made um, less than the angels, became man, died for us. Um, even though he was equal with God, he didn't grasp and uh, even was a point obedient even to the point of death. This is Hebrews. It says, so that at the name, oh, Philippians, sorry, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And um, it's just incredible to see that uh, it's just not a human thing and just our tradition, uh, but it's, it's power, spiritual, it's Jesus, you know, um, that even demons listen at the name of Jesus. So there's a lot of that happening, just saying it's coming. We'll get into that. But I, I think this morning what I want to look, look at for us, anyway, so I'm going to jump into what I want to share with us this morning. I love how God has been speaking, and I'm convinced that God wants to minister to us this morning. And I want to look at this morning, and I, I stole some of this, okay? This is not all my preach. I stole some notes, but it's good. And so, uh, okay, the, the Bible does say, teach to reliable men what they in return can teach to others. That's what I'm doing this morning. So all, I stole some of Andrew's notes, okay? And there's just something on this this morning that I, that I want to look at for us that God has shaped. And it's a, it's probably one of the most foundational things for us as Christians. And I want to look at this morning about what does it mean for us to repent? All right? We, this is the, the very key for us in our Christian beliefs. You know, it's like when we come to salvation, we repent and we turn to the Lord. And, um, but I realized, I, I looked yesterday quickly, in the New Testament alone, okay, so New Testament, we are instructed 75 times to repent. For different, different areas, there was different moments where Jesus said it or where Paul said it or where there's uh, Jesus speaking to the churches in Revelation. We're saying to them, repent. But it's quite scary. If I, I think I have to go through, the, through us as a congregation now and ask you, what does it mean to repent? We might get a hundred different ideas what we think it means to repent. But, yeah? okay. but if, if it is such a big deal for God for us to be a people of repentance, then I think we're supposed to know what it, what it means. So that we accurately can do what God expects us to do when we repent. So that we can live like He wants us to live. Alright? So I hope this morning that by the time we leave you, that all of us can agree that when God says to us, repent, that we can say, that we, all of us can say, this is what God wants us to do. This is what it looks like. Alright? So I'm going to go for you this morning. And I, I might teach a little bit more than what I want to preach. But let's, let's see what the Lord does. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the reason also why I want to touch on it this morning is I remember when, when I got saved, and I, see, I think many of you might have similar stories, but it felt like for the first year, whenever I came into the Lord's presence, um, is that chair going? <laughs> okay. Um, when, it felt like whenever I came into the Lord's presence, if there was a call for someone who wanted to get saved or wanted to repent, I was right there. And uh, I repented. I was in the front. I said, sorry. I gave my heart to the Lord probably a thousand times in that first year because I was so aware of my sin. And I, I remember just every time that I saw a little glimpse of Jesus, I was like, oh, my goodness. I needed to get saved all over again. And um, any, any, anyone else like that? Okay, like the first bit. But then, unfortunately, after about a year or so, or, or maybe even shorter, we become professional Christians. 
All right? And, uh, and we feel by now I should be farther or further, okay? I should be further than that. So I'm not going to publicly repent and respond in a way like that, but, but I'll decide in my head that I'm going to change. And, and we start creating theologies like this, and this is what's going around in the world now, that repentance only actually means it's a change of mind. And I tested this yesterday. I googled, what does it mean to repent? And what comes up there, repentance is a change of mind. That's what you'll find. And I think if you, if you want to go listen, if you listen to a ton of churches' theologies when it comes to repentance, because we don't want to get invasive into one another's lives, just change your mind. Just decide. And then it actually goes a step further. This is the theology that's flooding the earth. It's like actually this stuff being preached like that you can't sin anymore. All right? And so if, if you can't sin, then there's no need for you to repent. And this is, I mean, and these are mega churches. All right? If you can't sin, there's no reason for you to repent. So just change your mind and decide that you want to feel different. I want to say it's the biggest heresy that is out there. And, uh, and that actually they've changed the very foundation of what God instructs us to live like as Christians. All right? Who of you have heard that thing, that repentance is a change of mind? No one? All right, good. I'm sure some of us have heard that, okay? And uh, it is a lot more than that. And so I just f- I want to touch on quickly... For, and I'm going to look this morning at this repentance for unbelievers, and then there's repentance for believers a lot, all right? And then there's repentance actually for churches together, where, where the Lord instructs us. So I quickly firstly want to look at unbelievers, all right? And now this, I think we hope by now, but I'm going to look in Acts, and somehow I've lost all my scripture reference. I'm going on, on Leron's wisdom here, what he did with my notes. But uh, Acts 2, 37, 38, it says... And so this is Peter preaching, okay? Jesus, the Holy Spirit has just been poured out, and he stands up and he says to them, you guys know that the very Jesus that you crucified, okay, and he turns them, you guys crucified him. He was the Son of God. And he explains to them, actually, you were waiting all your life for the Messiah. Then you went and you crucified him. And he says, in, in verse 37, says they, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the first time that we come, um, I think the, that time when the, the Lord really comes into our hearts. And you, if you haven't been saved, this morning is your day, okay? But if you, if, I think for many of us that have got saved, it's like there was a moment for us. I remember the day. I was 15 years old, the 1st of May, in a meeting. And I remember I was cut to the heart. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I can never be the same. You guys remember that day? You remember your day? I remember some of your days. Okay, I remember Alan and Tessa's day. I remember many of you that came into this house. Okay, I remember Frana's day. I remember like where, where you were cut to the heart and like, what do we do? All right? And the answer is repent. And I want to add a little extra strength here to this thing. And be baptized. All right? Baptism is a key, crucial part to your salvation and your living out with the Lord. It is a repentance of dead works, flesh. It says dying to the old man and now living for the new one. Okay? Living for the Lord. And, um, and so this is quite a controversial thing, I think, in many churches, you know, with infant baptism and this. I, I'm not going to preach about baptism this morning, but it's quite clear there. Once you repent it, 
get baptized. Okay? And um, next week we have the privilege we're going to baptize Kurt and Azan, actually. And we're going to, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be epic, okay? And, uh, and there's going to be, it's going to, we're going to celebrate death there and resurrection, okay? But I want to open it to you guys. I, I even, man, I don't want to go down too far this time, but I read in Mark 16 this morning, Jesus came to them and he said, um, go and preach it. It says, um, if you repent and be baptized, you'll be saved. Okay. Just saying, there's a strong exclamation there that baptism is a key part of your salvation, key part of your repentance. If you've not been baptized, I want to invite you, please come and chat to me afterwards. And I would love to walk with you, okay, for unbelievers, okay? And there's not, every time that you sin, you don't have to get baptized, okay? It's not a continual baptism here, but there is, when we get saved, a turning from the old to the new, all right? So, more on that on a different preach, okay? But repent was the first thing that we're instructed to do. And um, I, um, I want to, oh, it's Mark 16, sorry, verse 16. It says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. It's quite strong, eh? Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. So there's a, as well, you, you read it how you feel you want to read it this morning, okay? But I want to go for, I actually want to go for believers this morning. Because I think for us who are in the church, there's a real wrestle here for us this morning. It's like, how, how often do we repent? What do we repent of? How does repentance look like? Uh, what does it do to us? How does it play out? And um, I, I really believe with my whole heart, even with the words that came through this morning, that God wants us to be a people of response and repentance, okay? This is a lot more than changing of mind. And I, I think there's been plenty of words over the last few weeks, and there's plenty of words coming, where God is going to cut our hearts. And, and it's not always just for sin, but it's, it's definitely for sin, but actually a deeper call to holiness that is calling us. And uh, I want to say, every time, every time, if, you, if you're in health, I spoke in good Christian health, you should actually respond to the word of the Lord. We're never perfect, okay? It says one day when we're with him, we'll be perfect. John says, if you hear and you, you tell yourself that you're not sinning, he says you're deceiving yourself. You're lying to yourself. And if you've been in this church now for the last year, sitting under teaching and never responded, I want to say you're deceiving yourself. There's always something that you, God, if God speaks to you, that he will highlight in you and cause you to, oh my goodness. Who of you, I mean, who of you in the last two weeks have been convicted by the Lord? I thought I was doing well. <laughs> okay. And then, and then I see Jesus. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Jesus have mercy on me. Okay. That's it. Okay. And I'm not just saying, okay, when I go home, I better change this. Okay. There is that. Okay. I do change my mind, but I turn to the Lord. And there's an action of repentance that's happening. Okay, I'm running ahead of myself. But I want to look at something this morning in a, is it, what's it, one in Corinthians? Okay, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 9. I don't know why I lost all my verses. But I want to read this with you and um, just show you what, what, what repentance looks like for us as believers. It says, and so basically, um, overview, uh, this is 2 Corinthians. Paul is explaining to them that in 1 Corinthians he wrote them a letter. And if you read 1 Corinthians lately, that's a harsh letter. Okay, have you guys read, read that before? I mean, he's nailing them, like from one side to the other. He's like, how could you guys do that? You're worse than sinners. Like he says, when you guys come together, your meetings do more harm than good. Okay, so he's, he's hurting them. He's cutting them. He's like, guys, you are terrible, basically, okay? Like, your lives doesn't reflect God well. Even when you come together as a church, you are far from the Lord. It's a harsh letter, okay? The church is not always going to just say to you, well done, doing so well, okay? He cut them. And then he writes this to them. He says, 
Now, I'm glad that I sent it to you. So he's not even apologizing that he, that he's, that he hurt them. Okay? He says, I'm glad that I did it. Okay? He says, not because it hurt you. I know it hurt you. He says, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. So here we go. Repentance includes like, okay, cutting to the heart. There was hurt. There was, a, there was conviction. He says, it caused you to repent, say sorry to the Lord, change your mind, and change your ways. Then he says, it was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have. Did you know that? Did you know that God wants you to have sorrow? <laughs> Did you know that God wants you to mourn over, over, over sin that you've committed or, or wrong where you've drifted or, or disconnect from him? Actually, he says, it's the kind of sorrow that God wants you to carry, okay? Um, so you were not harmed by us in any way. And they're basically just saying, guys, and I want to even say, it's not me this morning that is, that is hurting you. If, you. if you're being cut, allow the Lord to cut you. And, uh, and, and the Lord to hurt you. The Lord to fill, fill us with sorrow this morning. He says, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and it results in salvation. So here we see, and he's speaking to believers, okay, he's writing to the church. He says, the kind of sorrow that God wants you to experience is it leads you away from sin. It is not just a change of mind, it's a change of action. It's that when we walk out here, we can't just say, well, that was great news, and I, I, I hope I change. No, no, no. It leads us away. It's a 180-degree it's a turn, leading us away from sin, and it actually results in salvation. And I'm going to add here, I'm flying a little bit on the cuff now, off the cuff, but it's like God said, like, you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There is an assurance that comes when we, when we put our faith in Jesus and we can know that one day if I die, I'll be with him. But it's also a walk with him. Is it, yeah, I might smash some of your theologists now, but there, there isn't enough grounds in the scripture, I'm not going for it this morning, of one saved, always saved. Okay? There, there is an assurance of salvation. I believe it with my whole heart. I know today if I die, I'm with him. Okay? But I know there was a time two years ago that I thought if I die right now, I'm not sure if I'm going to wake up with God. Okay? Because I didn't live in repentance that led me away from sin. All right? And sorrow filled my heart. You guys know, many of you know my story. But sorrow filled my heart. And repentance caused me to, to lead away from sin and actually led to salvation. It, leads us, it results in salvation. Okay? And I still have a road to walk. That sounds, you know, a time like 4.12 scares me. Because I'm like... I've got another 60, 60 years to go, okay? Hopefully less, okay? <laughs> Get to the Lord, okay? <laughs> okay? I've got another few years to go, and I, I need to remain with the Lord and remain in the posture of, of repentance, sorrow that leads me to repentance, that leads me away from sin, that results in salvation. I've got a road to walk with the Lord for many more years. Anyway, and then he says, there is no regret for that kind of sorrow. And then he says, but worldly sorrow, and what is worldly sorrow? Worldly sorrow is this, like, constant, don't have to change, don't have to repent. He says, worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, okay? That's what he says about what's going on in the world at the moment. Results in spiritual death. And I, I want to say this morning, for some of you that feel like there's a chain on you, or a new lock, or something that you're stuck in, a spiritual death that is over you, I want to go through it this morning, and I want to say, is there lack of repentance in your life that caused spiritual death? Because that is what the result will be. 
if there's times enough where God comes and he, and he convicts us and he convicts us and we just, and I've been here. So please hear me this morning when I'm preaching. I'm not preaching with any condemnation in my heart, but I'm preaching with urgency. Okay? And so if God comes enough and he convicts us and he convicts us, and it's not always just outright blatant sin. Okay? But sometimes it's like changing of your ways. You are stubborn and you, God has been speaking to us multiple times over the last few weeks that you need to get up and spend time with God. Get up and devote yourself to the Lord. Meet with God. And you, Hear that word, hear that word, hear that word, and you never change your ways. Right? Results in spiritual death. That's what it looks like. All right? So we, we might hide that like it's not necessarily outright sin in your ways, but if conviction comes and there's no sorrow, no repentance, the fruit of that, spiritual death. And then he says, just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Okay, this is if, if there's repentance, okay, and I hope there's repentance coming from us in the next hundred years, but even especially today, okay. Says, this is what it produces in you, such earnestness. And then I, I looked at what does earnestness mean? It says sincere and intense conviction. That's the, that's the dictionary descrip- this, description of it, okay. It's like sincere and intense conviction. It's not a fake, like, I'm just doing it because now there's a preacher and I'm supposed to do this. Like, there's, a, there's a cutting to our hearts. What are we supposed to do with this? Convinced that if I go down this road, I don't know if I'll walk with the Lord. I met with some guys in this week and he just said to me, I became aware that if God wanted to take me like he did with Ananias and Sapphira in New Testament, he was in his right way to do so because I was turning away from him. Sincere and intense conviction. All right? Such concern to clear yourself. Have you come to a place where, where, where God comes and you're just so, so aware, like, yo, I need to rid myself of, of any flesh in me. That's what, that's, what the, that's what the Spirit does. That's actually what repentance looks like. It's like a, a, a sincere desire to, to cleanse ourselves. Um, and that doesn't happen, happen in one morning. Okay? What I'm going for this morning, guys, repentance, what I'm speaking about here, is not just a response to the Lord this morning. I'm talking about a life that we live out there, of an intense desire to, to um, what is it now, to, um, sorry, uh, such concern to clear ourselves, such indignation, and this is anger or annoyance provoked by what is per- perceived as unfair treatment, you know. It's like seeing what is happening in, in, the, in the church, actually. Now, I think this is, I think this is in the church and, and unfair treatment and, and sin happening, that there's anger that's arousing in us that this is not okay. That's what, that's what it, I, I love our, um, our, we had a time with Mike and Cindy on Friday night, and we were just chatting about s- stuff in the church and building and building well and, and, and uh, just looking at different blocks. And I love, uh, Mike is an excellent builder, when it, I think, when it comes to certain things. Now. And uh, I loved having a chat with him. It's like there's certain things that they carry in their hearts, that they, that they hold dear. And like when it comes to looking like it could hurt us, there's an anger in a sense that arouses in them. And it's like, we, the church can't go down this way, or these people can't go down that way. It's like, I love that there was conviction in them that they carry for, for stuff. It's indignation. Yeah. And, and it's like, this is what the Lord says when the Spirit comes. This is what comes in us, you know. It's like, there's a purity, actually, that God wants to put in us for His house. Okay? Such alarm. Not, not just being okay with anything. It's like, again, I want to say, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Uh, I spoke to someone uh, a few times already and said, uh, actually, and I, we were just speaking about movies and there's a lot of swearing and stuff in there. And said, yeah, it really doesn't do much to me. 
like just watching movies and there's a ton of swearing. I was like, just like it. I would be nervous saying that, you know. It's like, Marissa and I just, honestly, I said at a point, if there's swearing in a movie, we can't do it. It alarms my heart. It alarms me. We, we downloaded a profanity blocker that cuts out all that nonsense. And we can't watch movies without it. It, it alarms my heart to be in sin. That's what the Spirit does. If, you, if you're okay with that, I want to say, I actually want to say, man, you need to come before the Lord and ask Him to wake up your heart. I'm taking much longer on this than what I wanted to. Such longing to see me. And this is an interesting one. This is Paul writing. Repentance as a, as a feel that, it, that it, we need to be together as church. And there's a, there's a need for us to be under grace. Repentance never causes us to be isolated. Okay. Spirit, the Spirit never causes us to be isolated and say it's okay for us to miss a few of this, a few of that. Just that it stirs a longing in us to sit under grace and allow the Lord to, to work us. Understanding what he, how He builds His house. There's a longing to see me. That, that's quite interesting when I, when I read that. That's what Paul said there. Such zeal. And Ivan, spoke, Ivan started this morning with that. He says, don't be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. He says, when, when, this, when there's repentance, real repentance, it stirs a zeal in us for the house of the Lord. I can't take too long on all of this. But he says, and such a readiness to punish wrong. It's quite interesting, eh? Can you see how the world is preaching us? The church can't judge. I want to just say to you that in the church, we are instructed to judge, instructed to correct one another, instructed to, in a sense, you mean, I say this between, and this, I can't do a full preach on this now, but instructed to punish what is wrong, actually. And say, call yourself to holiness to the Lord. Turn away from sin. Change. Your mind and your ways and your heart and your everything. Turn to the Lord. It's not, and uh, hear me with that, you guys know my heart. It's not a, like judging one another, you do that wrong, you do that wrong. But it's a, when someone calls himself a brother and wanting to encourage sin, there's, God says, no, 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 we actually instruct to change that. All right? If you've got questions, you can ask me afterwards. You showed that you've done everything necessary to make things right. How's that? Is there something in you when repentance comes? And there's something between you and a brother or you and a sister that wasn't okay that you can stand before the Lord and say, you have done everything necessary to make things right. And um, I wonder, I'm, do, do you want to share that quickly, what you shared with me this morning? Sorry, I'm speaking to my... No, it's okay. <laughs> I, um, this morning while I was getting ready and praying, I felt the Lord say something about offense. Um, uh, some some of us are carrying offense towards someone else and feel um, in a justified in it's okay to have this, this offense because, against this person because they really did this wrong. Um, and but but Jesus says differently. Um, he says we need to forgive because we've been forgiven much. And it doesn't matter what people have done against us. We cannot hold that against them. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, uh, and so just, I didn't even necessarily to go, anticipate to go down that route. But I, I do think there's even something that the Lord wants to do over us. If there's a, uh, maybe do this. Quickly, let's quickly close our eyes. And, um, Lord, I just want to ask, especially regarding this area of offense and, um, and broken relationships among us. I just want to ask, Lord, would you just quickly search our hearts? And by our spirit, just flag, if there's anyone that is carrying offense towards someone, a brother or a sister in this house, 
that, that needs to be dealt with, stuff that was said, maybe division that was caused, or slander or gossip, um, where there was anything, God, I just pray, would you, would you shine a light on that right now in our hearts, and, um, and that you can cause us to, to repent and make right. I just want to say, I've, I did this a week ago, where we just had a moment, and I, I said, God, would you just search me? And it's amazing how, how, how God actually just like it scans just through many names and faces and people and just, just checking, am I okay? Am I okay? Is there anything that I'm justifying myself? Is there anything that I'm holding wrong? Is there anything that, and, uh, and then there was one, boom, God just shone a, shone a light on it. And I was like, I don't even think it was that big a deal. And the Lord said, just make, make right, make right. And, um, and so if, if God is flagging something to you now, I want to read this verse to you again. He says, you've showed that you've done everything necessary to make things right. And some of you, straight after this meeting, need to have a chat with someone, make a call, have a good chat. All right, you can open your eyes. Um, that's a biggie, eh? Yeah, we haven't preached on this in a long time, but um, I'll share with you what we did. Is something, someone that said something, it wasn't even necessarily, uh, that, that there was, but it, it laid for a year. That, 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 that thing was in my heart. And uh, they were there the year this week, some from, from another country. And uh, Marissa and I met with him that night. We just opened the conversation. I said, man, I just want to, I've heard this. I, I could feel it hurt my heart. Obviously, there was something in your heart. Can we chat about it? And uh, it wasn't the easiest conversation initially. And it took a while. And I just man, I just want to make things right with you. And then we repented where we could. We asked for forgiveness where we could. And then we took bread and we broke it. And we said, Lord, I pray that we'll be unified in your body. Um, we made right. We made right before the Lord. And uh, there's an urgency in our hearts to do that. Okay, repentance. Okay, is that okay? You guys with me? Okay, listen to the Lord if he's speaking to you. All right. And um, so then I want to I wanna go on, and, and then Paul actually speaks in his other letter. So he speaks about repentance. So then it's not only, so this is now, I want to keep going for what repentance is not. Okay, it's not just a change of mind, but repentance as a, as a walk out. So it's, it's a, it is a moment. I want to say there is a moment on a, on a Sunday or a Wednesday or a whenever you're in a meeting and the Lord touches you, there is a moment. To, to respond physically with your hand up, to come to the front, to do something. You can't just change your mind, okay? So there's a moment, but then there's a walking out of that repentance. So we see this in, um, what's the next scripture there, bro? I'm just flying on your stuff here, okay? Uh, uh, let me see. Okay, next one. Sorry. Um, and next one. Sorry. Uh, yes, this one. All right, uh, Acts twenty six twenty. It says, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and all the um, in all in Judea, and to the Gentiles also. I preached that they should repent and turn to God, and prove their repentance by their deeds. So now it takes it a step further. So it says, so everywhere, it's basically saying to Damascus, to Judea, Judea, Jerusalem, to the Gentiles, everywhere I preach a thing. Okay, so it says this is to everyone. Okay, it says. I first preach that you should repent. There's a moment of being cut to the heart, repenting, turn to the Lord. And then he says, uh, so, oh, so, and turn to God. So there's a, there's a turn, turning back to the Lord. It's a change of mind, but it's also I'm, I'm facing God now. I'm turning away from my old ways. He says, and then prove your repentance by fruit. It actually says, like, next time we see you, there should be proof behind you that something has changed. And, and the worst thing, I think, in church life is, you know, is I'm always cautious to let guys share testimonies of repentance too quickly. Because often guys shoot themselves in the foot again two weeks later, and it actually it nullifies what God has done. 
if we don't prove the repentance by fruit. There's a walking out here. You know, even, even for me, with the, with the discipline time that I went through, there was like, um, September was three years now, but there's, there had to be years of, of proving that there, there was repentance, deep turning to the Lord, changing, and there's again fruit of God behind me. And I, I'm not saying that arrogantly, but there's a, there's a, I'm thankful for time. I actually need more time. To show that there's a, there's a, there's a lifestyle now of, of, a, of a turning to the Lord. And, and so I want to encourage you with, with what God is convicting you of. One week of spending time with God after he convicted you is not a lifestyle of fruit. It's a, it's a season. It's, a, it's years. It's a life of, a, of turning, turning, turning so that it produces fruit. And it can be shown that everybody can actually see, yes, there was true repentance there. We can see it now. Next scripture says Matthew Matthew three verse eight says this: produce fruit in keeping with repentance. As Paul speaking, there'll be fruit, spiritual fruit that will come out of you as as you repent. All right, and actually that scripture is quite interesting. Matthew three, it's a portion where Jesus was getting baptized, and um, just after this, Jesus says to them, and he knew their hearts. He's speaking to the Pharisees. He says, "You guys want to say that you are the sons of Abraham." Okay, they wanted to say, we believe this. Okay? There's no need for us to repent here. Okay? And Jesus actually said to them, no, no, no. You need to, there needs to be fruit in you of uh, a proof of, of repentance. He says, don't say that you're the children of Abram and there's no need for repentance. He says, it is actually for you. I'm speaking to you as believers here. All right? You need to turn and show through a life of faithfulness and, and fruit that you've Turn from the Lord and continue repentance. This is a continual thing. It's like, man, I want to say, week after week after week, if we cut to the heart, we turn to the Lord, we change. Turn to the Lord, we change. We turn to the Lord and we prove it by our deeds. So we shift and we change, shift and we change. All right. Quickly want to look at, at repentance from sin. The next scripture that you can put up for me. Uh, this is Paul writing to them in Galatia, uh, in Second Corinthians, and he says to them, "I'm afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you, and I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged." And so Paul in in First Corinthians, you, you would have heard Andrew teach us that he, he written to them. He says that there's young, uh, the, one boy that slept with his dad's new wife, and there's all that sexual sin happening, and he corrected them and whatever. And he says, "You know it will be horrific. He says, if I come to you again and I still see that you guys haven't repented, he says that you haven't turned from your ways, from the sexual immorality, there is a turning. So I'm not, I'm not going to go. I think all of us know that if there's repentance of sin, God convicts us. There is something of like, man, you have to mourn it before the Lord and say, God, I'm so sorry. And a change. There's a repentance to one another. The Bible says, bring it into the light. Confess your sins to one another. And um, there's a bringing it into the, into the hole. And a, and a changing from a way. Paul says, if, if you don't do this, he says, I'll be humiliated actually before my God. If you, don't, if you don't do this, I'll be humbled. And then I want to look at, at a church that needs to repent. And sometimes God comes to us as a body and he, and he instructs us and he says, okay, guys, now I'm speaking to you. If you're part of this thing, this is the word that I'm bringing to you. And when God brings a word like that to a church and he says like, this church, Strand, okay, Josh Jen, I'm speaking to you as a church, and, and that you guys need to repent. There's a, there's a, and then often the elders need to come to the Lord, okay, God, what does this repentance look like? 
that you want us to do. And then, by then, I think there's power, not I think, there's power when all of us come together in that. Is, and when, this is what we feel God wants to say to us. This is what it looks like for us to repent before the Lord and make right with Him. Okay? But I want to read this. God does this um, in, Re- in Revelation. He's writing to this church, and He says to them, Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And this is, again, actually Him speaking to... That, they're doing church, getting together, worshiping together, but there's no relationship with the Lord. Just Sunday meetings, conference meetings, com meetings, just global, just big stuff. Just, but no walking out with God, just, um, just being part of something. Just repent and do what you did at first, man. Do you remember when you got saved? Do you remember how often you were cut to the heart and aware of your sin? Do you remember how you just wanted to be with Him? He says, remember that and come back to your first love. If you do not repent, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. And I, man, I don't know if we always realize the severity of this, but Jesus speaking there about remembering his lampstand from us, he says, if you don't turn, I'll come and I'll take my presence from you. Then you guys will meet, you'll sing your songs, you'll pray, there'll be a preach, but my presence won't be with you. I want to say by then we could just stop. No need for us to get together. Okay. He takes his presence from us. What do we have? Moses said, God, if you don't go with us, do not send us up from here. Because if your presence is not with us, what makes us different from every other person on the face of the planet? It's your presence, God, that sets us apart. And um, maybe I even want to ask you this morning, have you lost the presence of the Lord in your life? And I'm not, I'm not saying that to, to condemn you. I want to get on, a, on your side here and I want to say, have you lost the presence of the Lord in your house? Have you lost the presence of the Lord when, when you, with your wife, when, when we're not there and we can't see how you speak to her? Have you lost the presence of the Lord at your work and people don't even know that you're really a Christian? Um, turn to the Lord this morning. Okay? But often as a church, God can say that to us, you know. And then he says this to another one. Uh, next scripture you can put up there. It says, wake up and strengthen what is about to die. For I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. And I, I was just wondering, you know, pondering about this with the Lord. It says, what does it look like for us as a congregation? That there's certain deeds that God has prepared for us, that he's set out for us, that, he, that he's called us as a church to. And I wonder um, if sometimes God comes to us and says, wake up. For I've, I've found what I've called you to do unfinished in the sight of God. Strengthen what remains. Do you guys know that as a church, as a whole, as a, as a body, we call together, God has called us for certain things. I know that God has called us. We, we spoke about it in the week again. That God, there's a word over this congregation that we, we're supposed to produce leaders. It's a, it's a leader's factory that needs to come out of us so that... Not so that we can be a, a puffed up church with a lot of leaders. No, no, no. So that we can send out to the nations and strengthen churches. All right? So even this morning, uh, I, I mean, I would think by now, I and mean, we've just been asking, Sunday after Sunday, they've been asking for, for finances. I want to say, if you're angry with me, okay, it's not me. I think God is challenging us. And when our budget is low, okay, and, uh, and, and every time I'm aware, okay, here we go again, there's another asking, it's like, but uh, for, for things like this, even our grant put it before us this morning, it's like, I'm convinced, it's us, it's our call, 
It's, we invested in this thing because, you know, I'm thinking taking Jay and Sebastian example for, with me to the Philippines and Carlitz and Sting Christine, you know. Like, we're going to be a week together in a very, very poor country. Okay, we're going to Manila. I phoned my sister. She's been there before. It is lang poor, okay? And I don't know how we're going to sleep. We might sleep in the dirt, okay? And, um, and, and overtired because we're going to go um, east far, and we're going to wake up, and we're going to be with 200 pastors. It's going to be language barriers, and uh, we're going to see the worst in one another. But there, there's going to be opportunity to train and shape and see what is really in there that I don't see on a two-hour Sunday morning, okay? And uh, we're going to be able to work one another. They're going to see me when I'm overtired and I'm missing my wife and my child and uh, what is in me. And we're going to form one another. And I'm convinced when we get back even over after a week, even just after a week, God is going to produce something in them that's going to be for the nations. It's part of our call. And so, so I don't want to go do it too far down that line, but it's us, you know. And the next time, like guys, there's going to be different guys taking teams to other places. And it's going to produce something in us for the nations. And so that we can stand before the Lord and say, our deeds are complete before Him. And that's probably when we die, because it's, we're always going to be on a mission. But may He not come to us and say, listen here, you guys are actually just wasting time away. And you're not doing what I've called you to do. Strengthen what is about, what is about to die. And this is... Remember, therefore, what you've received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I'll come to you like a thief. And you will not know at what time I'll come to you. It's quite a scary time where, where God is actually saying, you won't know when the time is, but there's a time where he suddenly just comes and he draws a line. He takes his lampstand lamb from us, takes his presence from us. Just don't play with God. There's, a, there's an urgency again, I think, that's coming in us like God even if I don't always feel like it, I just, we just want to be a people of repentance, actually. A people of response to the Lord. A people is easy to, to be led by the Lord and cut to the heart. Soft hearts. Soft hearts. You guys still with me? Is it right? Okay. Um, I was thinking now, um, before I go further down this line, but... I'm, I'm, I read through Mark recently, and I was very impacted by it. But there's one scripture where, where the Pharisees came to Jesus, and they, they're trying to catch him out with something again. It says that Jesus was grieved at their hardness of heart. Not because I understood it wrong, okay, but because how hard they were in their hearts. And uh, there is something for us, you know, that, we, that Jesus won't be grieved at how stubborn we are. But easy for him to move us and change us, impact us. All right? I'm going to jump to James, scriptures in James, and just before I finish. But um, you can put up James, just the first scripture in James that I've given you. It says, um, it's still speaking about repentance that produces fruit, faith that produces fruit. It says, in the same way, faith by itself, it is, if it's not accompanied by action, it is dead. And so what's happening this morning, I think even I can feel it this morning in my heart for sure, but I think, I hope for many of you, this, it feels like faith is coming to us, like, okay, God is in this. Okay, and then he says, but it shouldn't just stay in a change of mind. It leads to action, because if it doesn't lead to action, it's dead. All right. Then he goes on to say, as the spirit is, um, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And then the challenge he wanted later, I think that we now in James, probably James four by this, or James two. So you can go into the next one. Um, but he says, but someone will say, you have faith. 
an eye of deeds. So it's not one or the other, okay? And then Paul says this, no, no, no. But show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. Actually says, like, it's like, if you want to know that I follow the, follow the Lord and there's a life of faith behind me, look at my fruit that my life produced. Look at what is behind me. Look at, look at how I followed the Lord. And there's certain fruit that you can see, actions that have taken, turning to the Lord, turning to the Lord, turning to the Lord. So you can see that there's a life of faith behind me. That's what repentance looks like. So I want to finish this morning. Um, and um, just in, when you and I was here, we had a good chat. And they, they've asked me a lot of questions just about the time, you know, when I was um, in, in, under discipline. And there was big repentance from sin. And there was massive consequence and whatever. And um, we're just speaking about it, you know, and, and I, I think something that was just so beautiful, just speaking about the process, you know, is um, the, and James brought that word this morning, that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repent. Yeah? That um, if I think back about the time, you know, the incredible mercy and gentleness in which the elders and Andrew have handled that process, after I really stuffed up. Now, if you don't know the process, I'm sorry, this sounds blind, but I, I messed up while I left the church, okay? And I was in sin, and I repented, and I went through a long time of discipline. But the, the gentleness in which it was done, and, um, and just saying, you know, that I think sometimes we are so scared to repent in church because we're scared that when someone repents, we're even then going to lay down the hammer furthermore and, and hurt them. And, um, and, and there's, there's discipline to, to sin in many cases. And then there's sometimes where the Lord washes us clean. But, but even in discipline, I want to say, and, and God, this is, a, this is one of those things that we have to hold in balance here. God hurts us in discipline because he wants us to turn, okay? There's, if my child is naughty, I, I discipline her, and, but I hate it, okay? And, but I want her to learn to not do it again because I don't want to keep doing it. Yeah? And, um, but, but, but within in church, I want to say that, and I'm wording this now, I say it's a good thing to repent. And it's a safe place to repent. And it's a, I think I want to encourage the rest of us as brothers and sisters here, when someone repents, I want to say, no matter of what, we love them. We, we, we steward that. We, we come alongside them. Even, even when, 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 the, when the elders or the Lord applies some form of a discipline, we, we cover, we do not expose, we do not, we do not condemn, we, um, we come alongside. We, we encourage them to turn to the Lord, lead away from sin, have a life of, of fruit and repentance. But we, we, don't, we don't hurt. And, um, and I, I'm th- this morning I read the story about, about Peter, you know, that, that Jesus said to him, Peter, uh, or his, Peter said to Jesus, God, these people will all deny, but I'll never do that. Okay, just so you know that. And Jesus said to him, Peter, before the um, cock crows, you'll deny me three times. And he said, no, God, never. And he says, the rest said the same, you know. And, um, and then, then, then he did it, you know, when the pressure came. And uh, that's uh, sometimes for me such a scary, scary portion, you know, that um, we often say, like, I'll die for the Lord. Someone, I read this once, someone says, yeah, we'll die for the Lord. We'll never turn away, but we can't even attend church when it's rainy, okay? And, uh, and uh, it's like, it's like when, the, when the pressure comes, when the pressure comes, like, we don't, we don't often stand. And Peter does mess us up. And I, I read this morning, it says, um, where, where is it, that... Immediately when the rooster crowed, and a second time, and Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, before the rooster crows twice, or three times, you'll deny me three times, oh, sorry, twice. And he broke down and he wept bitterly. It was like a, a grieving that came to his heart. 
And, um, but then when Jesus was raised and, and he saw the, the ladies at the tomb, he said to them, don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking, or this is, the, this is the, the angel speaking to them. He says, you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He's risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him, but go and tell his disciples and Peter. And I love how Jesus takes that extra step and he just includes Peter back in again. He says, because Peter by that time, I think we're especially leaders, you know, by the time that we repent. I remember by the time that I finally did come into the light. There was years where I was convicted, but by the time I came to the light, I honestly I was broken, man. I was so aware. I was so aware of how I'm, I'm not worthy actually to be here. Yeah. And God comes and sometimes and he, and he includes us again. He says, go tell my disciples. And Peter excluded himself from being a disciple. And Peter. And bringing him alongside with you. And, and I think we're going to come into time. Can I, can I share a little bit, babe? Um, about, I think we're coming into a time of, I just really sense of, of deliverance, actually, that God wants to do among us. Uh, we saw a few, a few times in church now. I know of individuals that went through it. We were with some guys in the week. that We saw deliverance. And, and then on Friday afternoon, <laughs> um, I got home. I had two long meetings. I literally just sat down. I was playing chess <laughs> on my phone, just brain dead. And, uh, and my wife comes out of the room after putting Lisa to sleep. And she says, you need to pray for me now. And, uh, and I said, okay, what's up? And, uh, and my wife started going, she started manifesting. Okay? And uh, two and a half hours later, I'm uh, busy casting out demons out of my own wife here. And it's like, and uh, later on, I call Ivan. I said, you need to come help. <laughs> it's like, this is like, and, um, and, and also, I was, so I'm sharing a little, maybe, maybe a little bit premature here. But I, I'm, there was something that is like thinking, you know, there is an element to me that I'm scared to go through something like this of what people will think. And, and it was, for me, one of the most beautiful things, doing it with my wife, and it was a lot of old hurt and stuff that came to the surface and areas where demons could latch on and, and had, a, had their way with her. And um, we were just repented, forgave, um, like renounced stuff. And God just made it free, man. It was just stuff that came out and, and stuff that we, we've been very transparent with one another about everything from our past. And there was even stuff that came out then that she hasn't thought about in years. And the Lord would highlight it. And this thing. And we would just speak about it, forgive, forgive her parents, forgive this, forgive that, repent, turn to the Lord, sorry for that, God, sorry for this. And, and after that time, when I think we finally settled, she was like, she was tired, and I was tired, but she says, I feel light. And, um, and I loved it. And I loved that God did it with us first. <laughs> that it's like, okay, here we go. Be completely vulnerable and let's go for it. And, um, and there was freedom that came. And, and I want to encourage you now, even as God is going to do it with us, and I think there might be many of you where God is just going to start doing this in you. It's like, whoa, I think there's something here. And uh, oftentimes it was just like we repented for stuff and we forgave. Repented for stuff and we forgave. And uh, God delivered his people and, 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 and is making us free. And I think we're going to go into a season of that. And you might even see some of that in your communities. You might see some of your friends when we're together. You might hear of stuff. I just want to say, we do not think, oh my goodness, how could they repent of that? Or how could that demon come out of there? Celebrate it. Celebrate it when God is busy delivering his people and bringing us from darkness into light. We celebrate fruit. We cover. We, we don't expose. We don't cause judgment. We cover. We cover. But we, we, we ruthless with sin to deal with it, to rid us from it, and to turn to the Lord. It's like, I, if guys that I'm walking with, if I hear that they're sluggish in spending time with the Lord, I'm not getting 
easy on them with it. I'm serious about it. So, I said, I, if you're just waiting for me to spend time with you again to tell you what God says, I'm done with that. Start spending time with God. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ruthless with that thing. But uh, so we 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 alarmed. We're turning to the Lord, but we, it's a safe place for us to turn and repent. Does that make sense? Galatians 6, I'm finishing with this. Galatians 6 verse 1 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. That's a, that's a heart that we're going for. Restore them gently. Reconciled with God. That is what repentance does. It leads us to reconciliation with the Lord. So I want to pray for us this morning. Did I miss anything? Should I add anything there? Does that make sense? What do you want to add, bro? You good? All right. I want to pray for us this morning. And um, maybe the, the worship team can come to the front. If you need to do business with God, you, if anyone on the worship team want to say, if you're released, and uh, let's do business with God. But um, I want to pray for two groups this morning. Firstly, I just, maybe let's all close our eyes. And let's just find God together. But I, I want to pray. In the, in the beginning, I, I spoke about repentance for, for unbelievers. And um, for all of us, there, is, there needs to be a day. You're not born a Christian. I just want to say that. Even the Pharisees thought they're sons of Abraham and they're okay. He says, you're not born saved. All of us need to turn to the Lord and have a day where we, we cut to the heart and we ask, what are we supposed to do? We repent and we get baptized and we put our faith in Jesus. So Jesus, I need what you've done on the cross for me. I need forgiveness in my life and I need you to heal me. And um, if you've never done that, if you've never had a day where you put your faith in the Lord and repented, turned towards God, uh, today is that day. And I want to give you that opportunity. And, um, and so if you're here this morning, and just even as I was speaking, you're like, man, I need to repent and turn to the Lord for the first time, make right with God and put my faith in Him. I want to ask you to be brave and put your hand up quickly that I can see if there's anyone here. And I would love to pray with you this morning. And put your, come alongside you as so you put your faith in Jesus. And there's a public statement that Jesus said, if you, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. And there's something that this morning, I just want to say, that's me. I need to repent as an action, a physical action, and just turn to God this morning. Is there anyone here that needs to do that for the first time this morning? All right. Okay. So I'm speaking to believers. I hope that all of you are saved here this morning. But I, I want to speak to believers this morning. And I um, just want to remind you that true repentance brings the life of God. Worldly sorrow brings spiritual death. And uh, I, what I want to feel this morning, what I want to do this morning, I think, I do feel that some of you that have previously been convicted by the Lord for specific sin and you haven't repented. And you just decided, I'll just change my mind, but I don't want to start the journey of walking away from sin. You need to come to God this morning. And, uh, and I want to ask you to be brave this morning. We want to people who are easily, easy to respond to the Lord. But if while I was speaking, there was a thing in your heart or a, or a offense that you carried, and you know you need to deal with it later today, but you need to turn to the Lord this morning and repent, I want to ask you to stand where you're at. And, um, and so, I don't need to know what it is right now, but God knows and you know. And if you need to repent to the Lord for something specific that He's been convicting you of, I just want to ask you to stand where you're at. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. All right. Yes, God. Oh, God. Let's celebrate this, Lord. 
We celebrate this, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus, I just want to pray, Lord, you're aware of each one, of, each one that's responding now and of the, the sin and the, the offense and the conviction that they've ignored and where they're turning to you this morning. I just want to pray, God, may, this, may there be godly sorrow that fill their hearts right now. Sorrow that will lead them to repentance, lead them away from sin, and produce a life of fruitfulness, God. I just want to pray in this moment, God, may, may the Spirit come and fill their hearts. And you just in your own words, you just have to say to the Lord, Lord, you know about this thing. Repent of it. Spirit before you. Lord, would you forgive me? Just put it before him. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I want you to decide in your heart right now that you need to speak to someone about that. Just the Bible says, confess it to one another so that you can be healed. And um, a change of mind which the world says to us, okay, is actually keeping it all to ourselves. But repentance is this, is actually just walking out. And if you need to make right with someone, you need to go make right. But if there's some sin that you've done that isn't in the light, that you bring it before the Lord, that's why you guys are responding. I want to encourage you to make time, and with someone that you walk with, just say, hey, I repented before the Lord for this thing this morning. Would you pray with me? And deal with it. So thank you, God. I just want to pray, God, may today be the start for many of a walk of freedom. Lord, of a life of walking with you and turning from sin and, and living a life of, of repentance and a reconciliation with God. Bless you, Jesus. I just want to pray for, for these guys, Lord. If the enemy has got a hold on their hearts and you want to deliver your people, I just want to pray in Jesus' name that every stronghold God will bow at the name of Jesus, that there will be locks that will come undone in our hearts. And, uh, and that, um, yeah, that any demonic forces that want to keep us tight and bound, we just pray in Jesus' name that they will come under the name of Jesus and that they will bow at the name of Jesus. There will be no more hold on any of your people, God. Thank you that there's deliverance for your people available. I pray, God, would you, would you, would you free us, God, as, as your church, from anything that has kept us bound in Jesus' name. Have your way with us, God. Have your way with us, Lord. And then I want to ask us as a church, there is something for us as a church to respond to this morning, just while these people are doing business with God. But actually as a church this morning, we commit before the Lord to say, God, we want to be a people of repentance. So a, a, a people that are easy for you to shape, a people that are easy when we're convicted, soft hearts, not keeping our own image as a, as a um, to try and keep it intact and ashamed of what our people are going to think. But we want to say, Lord, if you work us, we are... Committed, Lord, to change. Committed to respond. Committed to repent. And if you want to respond with us with that, and say, God, we're in as a church to be that. We want to do that. I want to ask you to stand. And we just want to devote ourselves to the Lord and say, yes, God. But I want you to be serious about this. If you're not in, you can stay seated. But if you're in with us, we want to say, yes, Lord. Okay. This is great. So Holy Spirit, I just want to ask, we, let's lift our hands and we just say, God, we devote ourselves to you. And we can hear in the Bible the seriousness that you have called us 75 times. It's mentioned in the New Testament. Repent, 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 repent. And we just say, God, when we hear you speak, we say, yes, Lord. 
We want to be a people of repentance, continual repentance. Till the day that we die, I pray that repentance may be among us that leads to salvation. That we will be those who will run with God till the day that we die. That we may run into glory with you, God, as we are people that, that continually repent before you. In Jesus' name, build us, God, as your church. In Jesus' name.